listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Uh, and you mentioned J.K. Dobbins. He just had his first game over 15 carries. Woo! J.K. Dobbins, 17 that's carries last night. The new year. <laughs> uh, Gus Edwards only had three. So that's interesting usage there. That's, a, that's the biggest disparity I've ever seen between J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I think Edwards was healthy. It didn't seem yeah. like it was any situation where he was hurt or anything. So I wonder if the Ravens are going to lean on Dobbins next season. So, you know, if the Bengals lose to the Bills tonight, then the Ravens and Bengals are going to play for the division next week. And that's going to be a game where they have to win, obviously. So we'll see if the Ravens, uh, if they, like what kind of split will be between Dobbins and Edwards next yeah. week, right? So that's going to be huge. I feel like these two games is going to be an interesting sample size to kind of evaluate J.K. Dobbins for next season. Right? Yeah. So I'll be looking out for that a little bit. It's definitely encouraging to see him, you know, obviously break that 15 carry threshold, but also, you know, out touch Gus Edwards the way that he did. And he didn't look bad doing it. You know, obviously 17 for 93 isn't, whoo, you're not sounding an alarm for that. He didn't score. He, he ended up with 9.3 points, which is, you know, equivalent to those 93 yards. He didn't have any work in the passing game. Can't really expect that at this point from the Ravens offense. But um, yeah, he's intriguing for next season. You know, I, I'm not sure I'm going to be targeting him just like I haven't been the past couple of years, obviously for different reasons. But um, he could have – he has decent enough upside um, that he could be, a, like we said, low, mid-RB2. And he has high RB2 potential, I think, weekly. Obviously, it's way too early to project. But this is much more encouraging seeing him outsnap Gus Edwards the way he, he did, especially with the way they've employed you know, a complete platoon at running back this whole season. It looks like he might be starting to get a little bit more of a grip on this backfield. Gus Edwards is going to be on the Ravens next year. Okay, he's under contract until 2024, number one. Number two, uh, you know, I think, you know, so Jacob Dobbins is going to be one year removed from the ACL injury. So that's yep. good, right? That's a positive. That's what you want. And then if he has a big disparity in touches next week against the Bengals, something to keep an eye on. I think that's something that's a positive for him because all I want to see is willingness from John Harbaugh to give him all the work. Right. You know, that's because otherwise the ceiling is capped. Does that so we'll category? Does that fall in that category, last night's performance, of him willing to it, give him all the work? Yeah, it, it, it does, uh, but I want to see more than one game sample. Right, that, you know? that's true. If I see two in these must-win games, then that, that tells me something. Now, yep. am I going to completely depend on a two-game sample size? Uh, I don't know. L- let's see Like if they make the playoffs, if they do end up beating Cincinnati somehow <laughs> next week, um, then you know there is a chance that they have a playoff. Well, actually, no, the Ravens are locked. No what. They, had, they yeah. clinched. Yeah. So we we have a chance to see a three game sample size now. Yeah. That's yeah. why at I least, uh, at least a two. I said that a couple of weeks ago. I said like, how are the Ravens clinched already? Like the way they've been playing, like <laughs> it's just and they have a chance to win the AFC North, which yeah, is absolutely uh, insane. Yeah. Obviously, you know, Lamar's been hurt, but the offense as a whole has just not been good. So it's just like watching their games has been such, you know, it's been almost torture. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand how they're even ten and six. You know, it feels more like an eight and eight team. The Lions feel like they should be ten and six. But obviously, they had that rough start. It's been bad. But of course, Mark Andrews is going to come through in week 17. Of, of course. course. Right? Yeah. He had he had his first 100-yard game since week six. Uh, first game above 63 receiving yards since week 11. His first game with at least six catches since week 11. And his first top five finish since week six. And of course, w- the week when people are thinking about benching him, and I'm sure a lot of people did for wh- whoever, yep. he comes through with a decent day. He didn't score a touchdown, so he didn't have a monster day, 
but he had a decent enough day where he caught a bunch of passes for 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, remember, we we, we pretty much replaced Mark Andrews with Evan Ingram. <laughs> yeah. And Evan Ingram had a terrible week. So, of course, it's not like you could project that. Obviously, that's what we're trying to do with the rankings every week. But, of course, like you said, Mark Andrews comes through this week with 100 yards. I, uh, there's not much to say about this. You know, of course, that's the only thing you can say. Of course. I've said that like five times. Um, there's no reason to think this is going to continue. Uh, I, I don't think at least this season. I'm ex- I'm not fading him next season. I think Mark Andrews can get back to being who he is. But... He, he, he's probably going to be a value next year. Yeah, he absolutely could be. But the thing is, all tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey are going to be a value. And honestly, I agree. I wasn't big on tight ends early in drafts going into this season. But the way that they played this season, oh my God. I don't want to see any tight ends outside of Travis Kelsey going maybe in the first three rounds. You know, I would leave tight ends off the table until then because it seems like you're a better shot at picking up upside late in drafts than you do trying to shoot for a guy like Kyle Pitts or taking Mark Andrews this season you know none of these guys are consistent enough to be drafted up there with Kelsey and there's no reason to be taking them over other receivers who have a lot more upside too because there's always talent at receiver so for me tight ends are being faded next season 100 percent um at least at a high price Every, yeah. The price is right for the price could be right for any player where they become a value, and that's like one of the rules of fantasy football. But just tight ends, I don't see the positional I, value weighing up. I I can't wait at least with the tight end crop that we have right now. Yeah, right. That's what it comes down to is the tight end crop that we have right now. But I'm curious to see how much these prices get get deflated next year because I'm sure there's going to be some values that we could pick out for oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad I was fading Mark Andrews pretty heavily. This year, I was pretty at, uh, I was pretty loud about it too. A lot of people didn't understand that one. Yeah. Um. And I and I it didn't really you know it was Tyler Hunt. It was like Lamar Jackson wasn't even targeting him a whole lot. But you know, in the beginning of the year with Mar- with Lamar, he was just fine this year. So that that was not looking good for me early on. But right later on in the season, he didn't come through. But at the end of the day, Mike Andrews came through in Week 17 when you needed it if you started him. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And the, um, the, the other yeah. thing. About Mark Andrews, you know, you figure obviously they have Rashad Bateman, and a lot of people have Rashad Bateman as their breakout, but he got injured and you know, he missed pretty much all the season essentially, where he was an afterthought. You have to figure, okay, but Rashad Bateman goes down, Lamar Jackson's still your quarterback. You should be having big games, right? As like the lone pass catcher and someone that obviously has rapport with Lamar Jackson, and that never happened. So it's like, yeah. how do we move forward from this? Like, does he have that type of upside anymore? Like he hasn't shown it all season since week six. And that seems to be the key, you know, obviously all of these firsts since week six. Um, and it, it was an all right day. He had 100 yards receiving, but still no score. It, it was just disappointing this season. I don't know how I feel about Mark Andrews. Left a sour taste in my mouth moving forward. So I, we'll see where he goes. Um, I don't want to draft him high. I hear that, man. Um, let's see. As good of a matchup Aaron Rodgers and his wide receivers had, none yep. of the Packers – wide receivers came through. As a matter of fact, everyone that you needed to come through in this game didn't. You see this matchup, and you're like, this has a ton of fantasy points written all over it. But yep. nope. The Packers were up all game. They had a pick six. They had a special teams return touchdown. Uh, the game script was absolutely terrible for these wide receivers. Christian Watson, one catch for 11 yards. Absolutely brutal in an yep. amazing spot. Uh, you know, you run this simulation 100 times, 80 times, you probably have a much more competitive game Right. Yep. Dalvin Cook also suffered because of the game shift as well. Ended up with only nine carries with Green Bay going up early. 
And then Justin Jefferson. That's the biggest right? thing for me, yeah. One catch for 15 yards. Jair Alexander followed him on 65% of his routes and basically shut him down. He did yeah. the gritty after one of the incompletions, and that was really early in the game. And I was, like, oh. quarter, yeah. I was like, I was like, uh-oh. But he backed up his talk, man, and he backed up the early trash talk, and he backed up the early gritty. And he single-handedly might have crushed a ton of fantasy championships. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help that Kirk Cousins was not playing well either. You know, obviously, it was just a rough game for the whole Vikings team overall. Um, you look at the box score. I'm not the box score, but you look so much at the way that the score was for the game. 41-17, you think, okay, this has to be pretty high scoring, like you said, for the Packers. Now, I don't think anybody had over 20 points. Nobody had over 18 points, I don't think. Aaron Rodgers ended up with 16. He only threw for one touchdown. He ran a touchdown in. Aaron Jones had 111 empty yards. You know, no touchdowns for him. A.J. Dillon, of course, scores that touchdown. Like, all the guys, like you said, that were supposed to do well didn't. Robert Tunyon had a touchdown. Like, what's he doing getting the touchdown over Christian <laughs> Watson? It makes no sense. Um, the Packers' defense was obviously the start of the day. It gave him short fields. They didn't have to do a whole lot. It seemed like every time I was checking back on this game, the Packers were in the red zone. Like, they were right. about to punch a touchdown in. I tune away for five minutes, come back. Oh, you know, they're back in the red zone. They're about to put another um, touchdown in. It was just a rough game for the Vikings overall. But the biggest thing for me, like I said, Justin Jefferson having only one catch for 15 yards. Like, I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson at all, but this is just terrible. You know, that was bad, man. You got to feel bad if you're Justin Jefferson. I mean, obviously, he's probably not thinking like Austin Eckler did, but like, you got trash talk during the week, you got gritted on during the game, and you had nothing to say about it. <laughs> he was Kirk mad, dude. He yeah. was so upset, man. He almost, he almost took a ref out. Yeah, did you see he almost Miles Garretted the ref? Like, that was bad. <laughs> he caught him on the shoulder. It was close. It didn't look good. Uh, dude, But dude, that, yeah. that could have been really bad for yeah. Justin Jefferson right there. It was a bad right. look, man. He was extremely frustrated the entire game. And he was pissed when Jairo was doing the gritty. He was, yeah. like, complaining to the ref. He's like, look, look, look. He's taunting. He's taunting. Yeah. But, no, nah, he, he, he did it walking away that's, from him, so he got away with it. That's the kind of stuff I would let go as a ref. You know, like, this is yeah. what people come to see. You know what this I'm saying? This is the popcorn right here, man. Get yeah. your popcorn ready, man. That's what it was. So I, th I thought – Props to Jerry Alexander because he was being shit on this week for his comments. Yeah, by right? me, too. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, me, no. too. Me, too. I was. Oh, yeah, 100%. He I, said I it was, was a fluke. And yeah. we're like, all right, well, I think I saw it on – I said it on the podcast, right? I said – well, okay, well, are you going to shadow him now? And he yeah. did. Yeah. And he no, okay. Down. So Jair Alexander, he had a very good game. Um, I think this season still, he's a bit overrated. But this game, I called him overrated overall. You know, shut me right up. So that was a good game by Jair Alexander, but just too bad for the uh, fantasy players um, out there. You know, us especially. We want, we want to yeah. see Justin Jefferson do his thing. He didn't. Um, but Jair's, Jair Alexander's defense, they did score a lot of points if you play team fantasy, team defense and fantasy. So yep. That's <laughs> that true, was the story of the day. So, yeah, I was going up against A.J. Brown this week, right? Uh, he was being Ouch. shut down the entire game. And then all of a sudden he has that 70-yard, 78-yard catch and run touchdown. That's really all he did all game, right? Yep. Like he, was, he, he pretty much had like one, two points like coming up to that, like at the end of the third quarter. Yep. And he still ended up coming through with a 20-point performance in PPR. Uh, and, and that's why like AJ Brown is the man. Yeah. And, and by the and by the way, uh, do you remember before the season when no one wanted to believe me when I said that AJ Brown would be a wide receiver one on yeah. the Eagles? Oh yeah. And that this move to the Eagles was actually good for him. It didn't really work out for all those people, right? Yeah. And he 
he's actually finished as the overall wide receiver five on the year. Let's see what Stefan Diggs does tonight. Right. But yeah. and, and Jamar Chase. But as of right now, the overall wide receiver five on the year. Doesn't matter. He's What's gonna up? finish he's gonna finish as a wide receiver one. Easily. Solid wide receiver one. Even if he falls yep. two spots. Wide receiver seven on the year. Absolutely. And then Devontae Smith, too. I think he's a wide receiver nine right now. Like right. and that's the a, a lot of this, you know, credit. You know, a lot of people, the reason they were, you know, hesitant about AJ Brown was because Jalen Hurts. We wanted to see if he was going to take that next step as a passer. And he absolutely did. And that's the kind of return you get when your passer, you know, ascends to another level as far as, you know, his passing and just the offense overall goes. Um, AJ Brown had a big, big season this season. Uh, obviously, it should have been a quieter day for AJ Brown, but he did luck out with that touchdown. Um, outside of that, that was one of those fluke touchdowns. Gardner Minshew didn't look at all like he did last week. Like, I don't know where this performance came from. I was genuinely surprised. I was hoping, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, that the Eagles would lose. They did. Um, the Saints, they just played well on defense. AJ Brown got his touchdown. That's all you can really say about, about this one. Um, he salvaged the day. That's how this game went. Otherwise, if he didn't have that touchdown, you know, it's one play, it would be a fancy dud in the championship round. But that's why you got you want guys like AJ Brown. You know, you want guys like like Tyreek Hill, Jabbar Chase, Justin Jefferson, the guys that could change it all on just one play. Right. That's it, man. That's what it comes down to. Um Carson Wentz. Yeah. Absolutely terrible against the Browns. We're gonna go it looks like AJ Ron Brown, Rivera. Carson Wentz. Ew. Sorry, man. Bad transition there. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Rivera made the wrong decision here, man. And it probably cost that team a playoff spot. And you add the fact that Rivera didn't know that they could get eliminated with the Packers winning. I was just going to say that. I was going to say, like, wait, they could be eliminated? It could cost them a playoff spot? <laughs> <laughs> He's getting fired after next week. Uh, and you have to you imagine. Know, because, of, because of that decision, you know, none of the commanders' wide receivers came through either. No. But you look at it. Jahan Dawson, he got the target share. <laughs> Obviously, Curtis Samuel was quiet, but... Terry McLaurin was out-targeted by Jahan Dotson, and that was one of the more predictable things. You know, with Carson Wentz, our quarterback, we said that would happen. Outside of that one drive, they went 21 plays and end up with Carson Wentz score a touchdown on the ground. If Carson Wentz didn't have that touchdown on the ground, oh, my goodness, that would just be a terrible, terrible fantasy performance. It was bad anyway. You know, I started but, him. Yeah. I started him in the Superflex League over Mac Jones, and I was, feeling like, I was feeling really bad about okay, that. Okay, well, listen. If he, if he didn't listen, score that touchdown <laughs> – <laughs> that would have been bad. Does anyone blame you? You know, of starting Carson Wentz over Mac Jones if you're looking for upside in the championship round. If that's the situation you're in, I I put Carson Wentz in too. So right. I don't blame you. The other thing in this game, Brian Robinson, we said he was a really good start this week. Um, 24 carries for 87 yards. That's what they call empty calories, folks. Like we just saw that, you know, I forget who it was. Aaron Jones had 111 yards in empty yep. calories. Um, that's the kind of thing that'll kill you because you'll look at it. He'll get 24 carries and 87 yards like he did. No touchdowns. It leaves you with single-digit fantasy performance. Point performance. Um, he didn't have any receiving work. That all went to Jonathan Williams, which, why are they doing that? I don't know. Um, I know, what's his name? Antonio Gibson was out, but Brian Robinson, a lot of a lot of people were high on him this week, including us, including, I know, Steve over at Fantasy Guys. You know, he yep. just put up But, a but I'll say this, though. I'll say this, though. Um, everybody was talking about Antonio Gibson being out and then that's why they like Brian Robinson. And and I did not agree with that at all. You like, look at I was, the high, I was right. high on Brian Robinson coming into the week, and I did not think his role was going to change at all, even if Antonio Gibson played. Like, I think it would have been the same result. He probably now, would have got his 24 carries, yeah. 
I, I think 20 so. Plus. I, yeah. Because the lead, the games leading up to this, Antonio Gibson wasn't that involved in the rushing game anyway. And we saw Brian Robinson get 20 plus carries even with Gibson on the field. Right. So I did not expect him to get the receiving work. I didn't expect him to get any more of a snap share or anything like that. Um, but the fact that he got this with the with the with Washington being down all game, <laughs> mm-hmm. right, get, trying to catch up was a miracle to me. Um, so imagine if the the game script was like okay, like imagine if this was like a close game, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, it kind of was a close game, you know, for a lot of it, and then Deshaun Watson kind of came back, Amari Cooper getting it done, two touchdowns on like three catches, right, yeah. in this game, in an away game, characteristic, by the way, yeah. What the heck's that about? <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah. Yeah, interesting. Kind of, it, it does suck. With Brian Robinson, does this tell you all you need to know? You know, obviously you were not, you weren't super high on Brian Robinson coming into the season. I don't think yeah. you've moved much higher on Brian Robinson. Does this tell you all you need to know about his fantasy ceiling and value? Is he just a volume play forever and ever? Because he was not efficient at all. And he hasn't been yeah. all season. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, he got a little bit better in terms of efficiency, but I, I'm not a big Brian Robinson guy. I think he's really good in short yardage. I think that's his strong suit. Um, yeah. I, that's what I thought coming into this into the NFL, and it still is. I think I, if I were them, I would bring in a compliment. You know, I I still think this is going to be. Well, you never know who the who the coach is going to be. Remember, this is somebody that this coaching staff drafted, right, yep. Brian Robinson. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to. Uh, you know, who's going to come in uh, as the next kind of coach? And do they want somebody else as their running back, somebody a little bit more dynamic, somebody who could potentially catch the ball in the backfield? Uh, oh, yeah, they have somebody, Antonio Gibson. Oh, yeah, that guy. Forgot about him. Forgot about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, Justin Fields, you know, he was on his way to a huge day. He didn't do anything at all after the first quarter, though. Like, he did all his fantasy work in the first quarter. This yeah. man needs a true number one wide receiver. Darnell Mooney, you know, he's going to be fully recovered from his ankle injury, uh, but he's better suited as like a really good number number two wide receiver. And I think once that happens, I think Justin Fields can reach serious heights next year. Yeah, look at what... Okay, so we just talked about obviously Daniel... Not Daniel Jones, but, you know, we said, what if Daniel Jones gets his Stefan Diggs like Josh Allen did? Well, what if Justin Fields gets his A.J. Brown like Jalen Hurts did? Like, same right. situation, same thing going on here. Obviously, they have strides to take too, obviously on defense and as a team. But in terms of fantasy, just get him a wide receiver one because we, we knew Darnell Mooney is good, but we all know that he's, you know, best suited to be a strong wide receiver too. And that's nothing against him, but he's a little bit smaller. You know, he's not a guy that's going to go high point the ball. You know, he's a very good complimentary receiver, but he's not going to be an alpha like other guys. So I think go get him a wide receiver um, in this draft. If Yeah, they have a high pick, right? Or they didn't trade that away, did they? I don't know. I don't know where they're drafting, but there's also guys in the market <laughs> that they can go get to. I, I don't keep Bears information, you know, just here on my screen. You know, my actually, iPad. yeah, they are. Are they? Are they number two? I think they have the number two pick. Or they have number, yeah, number two behind the Texans. The Texans. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, there were a lot of trades, so don't scream at me for not knowing. <laughs> there are a lot of trades. Yeah, yeah they're they're at number right. two right now. So yeah. no one's going to invest. I don't think that high in, in receiver. Um, do you think they're trade back candidates? I mean, I, if they do that, they could do that. They could make. They that actually happen. have a chance. They actually have a chance of. Uh, so if they lose next week and the Texans win, they could go to number one. T- t- they can go to number one. The Texans better not lose this game, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, they better not win, win. this game. Yeah, they're in. The, they're they can take. I mean, I'm assuming they're going to take Bryce Young. I don't know. CJ Stroud looked really good. You know, obviously. That's true. We forgot yeah. that there's a lot to talk about in those games too. But this isn't a college football podcast. We'll get to them no. over the course of the offseason. But 
Yeah. I mean, I, they want to have their pick, the, te- the Texans, but I think the Bears, you know, they have their quarterback and a quarterback and edge rusher. Um, uh, what's it called heavy draft, which it looks like that's what's going to be. Like maybe they trade back. I don't know. I don't know if they like any receivers enough to do that, but uh, uh, there's no way. They're definitely taking a quarterback at one. I can't imagine. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about the Bears. Oh, you're talking about the Bears. In a quarter, in a quarterback and edge heavy draft, like obviously they could go for an edge. They could go, obviously, if the, uh, if, no, when the Texans take a quarterback, you know, um, Will Anderson is going to be there. Jalen Carter is going to be there. Guys that they could plug in on their line, they might go there too, just because they're studs. But, you know, the Bears, they have options. They have plenty of ways to go get a wide receiver one. I'm not sure if they're going to get one maybe this year. They might go quantity over quality. Hopefully not. Um, but if Justin Fields gets a strong wide receiver, back to the point that we were making, he, he could see a Jalen Hurts type of jump. And and that would be more towards consistency, where we've seen the ceiling you know, this season, obviously, even without pass catchers. For sure. And just a quick note on that backfield. Uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, you know, he, him being back definitely affected David Montgomery. The opportunities were split 8-5 to five this week. Not great either way. Even if David Montgomery had 13 opportunities, he probably still wouldn't have been able to get it done. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm expecting a split backfield in 2023, so I'm not going to be high on David Montgomery going into next season. I've seen enough where they, it's possible that they just continue to ride uh, two backs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's – okay, so Cam Akers, man. Like, what are we thinking about Cam Akers finished to the season? You know, he didn't score in this game, but 23 for 118 last week, 19 for 123 this week. You know, albeit against the Broncos and the Chargers, you know, two not-so-great run defenses. You know, he gets Seattle next week, so another soft run defense. He could get it done next week too. You know, are we going to see a resurgence from Cam Akers next year, right? Like, is he the guy the Rams Rams are going to ride? Um, if they don't draft anyone relatively early, I'm, I'm assuming Akers is going to be the dude. Yeah, I think he's a candidate to kind of bounce back. And I'm not saying it's to be a humongous bounce back, but just a return to solid fantasy relevance, I think, is on the table, definitely. Even if they draft somebody, I don't know. It looks like they're leaning on him a little bit more. It might just be because they're depleted, because, you know, it's a lost season. But this was a guy we were talking about, and they were talking about featuring heavily in the offense, you know, coming off the heels of that Super Bowl win. And obviously things haven't gone well for the Rams since then. But I look at Cam Akers, the way he's playing, he's definitely played himself back into consideration where five weeks ago, I mean, we weren't sure what his NFL future was going to be. You know, right. so we'll see how it goes. Um, uh, and the Rams the weren't sure either. Yeah. The Rams were trying thing. to get rid of him, actively trying to get rid of him. Well, not only that, he was coming off the injury, right? Um, he, he was coming off the injury. He had, obviously, that injury that was bad. It ruined his season last season. There was a lot of hype. He came out with com- just dud after dud after dud. And now these past few weeks, he's gone over 13 points in four or five weeks in terms of fantasy performances. And he scored six touchdowns. Over the last five, he looks like he can do it for the Rams. You know, if they get all their players back, Cooper Cup maybe will come back. Um, we'll see how he does coming off the injury. Matthew Stafford, if he plays well enough, um, you know, they just start looking like the Rams again. Maybe we're looking at a value because I think even if he has another fantastic game at the end of the season, his value is going to be severely deflated next season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's going to be interesting. We'll see what that depth chart looks like going into next year. Um, all right, so let's try to wrap this up real quick. So a couple guys, you know, couldn't get it done, man. I'm on Ross St. Brown. You know, didn't really show that ceiling over the last couple of weeks. Um, right. You know, Jared Goff and, and those these play calls, man, all about these random tight ends scoring. You know, like five yeah. touchdowns to like random tight ends over the last two weeks. Um, you know, Three to Shane Zilstra last week and two to Brock Wright this week. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, about? dude. Um, but hopefully you were able to overcome Amon Ra 
This was his lowest yardage total since week nine. Yeah. Crazy. He didn't even leave you hanging. You know, he still no. put up 10 points. I mean, that's yeah. not a whole lot, but it's not leaving you hanging. Like, I don't know who, who Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett uh, Wilson. You know, yeah. Not being able to come through. Like the Seahawks have been very, very good against wide receivers. I really thought that Garrett Wilson, you know, would be able to overcome the matchup, but he couldn't. You know, despite getting eleven targets, you know, same with Mike White. You know, this matchup seemed to be too much for this offense. You know, I like Mike White this week, but now the Jets are officially eliminated from the playoffs. Um, so that that, that sucks. Um oh. and then Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf, same thing on the other side, right? They couldn't get anything going against the Jets this week. Um, you know. DK Metcalf, one catch for two yards in this game. Yeah. So are the Jets corners just kryptonite for fantasy at this point? Yeah. You know, receivers? Like it looks like oh, yeah. whoever plays them. We just saw it the week before with Zay Jones, Christian Kirk. They all had duds. It's just like yep. it happened. It has happened like... all year long, man. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of stud wide receivers, you know, couldn't overcome these tough matchups this week, right? It yeah. wasn't just these guys, it was a bunch of them, you know. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Kenneth Walker, though, 23 carries for 133 yards. Um, it's kind of crazy to think that Tyler Algier has more rushing yards than Kenneth Walker this year, but he does, uh, yeah. and on less carries. Um, but Walker, I think, you know, ne- going into next year, he's going to have a big year. Yeah. Next season. He, he I think should. Probably, I'm assuming he's going to be a second round pick. Yeah. Is my guess. Mm, I don't know if I'd take him that high. I mean, obviously, we've seen very but, but, but where do you think his ADP lands, though? It's probably going to be high. Just looking second at the round, off, I would say. Yeah. It would have to be. And assuming that Seahawks get better again, you know, this season they have all those draft picks. They should be able to do well on (laughs) offense, so they should be fine. Uh, I like Kenneth Walker. Not so much. I don't think that'd be taking him in the second round unless, you know, he has good camp. I don't know. He he looks like he's doing really good. I'm not doubting Kenneth Walker. It's just he's not really my taste right now. Could change. Plenty of time between now and next season. But, um, yeah, empty calories it was. And that's been like my MO, you know, when it comes to breaking down these running back performances. But he had 133 yards, just doesn't amount to much when that happens when they don't score. Yeah, man. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. I wish you guys the best of luck. Hopefully, a bunch of you guys have won championships. I see a few people here in our comments who already won a championship. Thomas Jefferson, our founding father. Well, my first (laughs) ever (laughs) fantasy football championship. He's been playing fantasy football since the United States um, has been, uh, has seceded from. Uh, England. So thank you, Thomas Jefferson, for your comment. Uh, who else here? We had a couple other ones as well. Jay Small, Jack McKinnon came through. Props to upper hand. I won my championship. That's awesome. Uh, Albert got Diggs and Higgins left tonight. He's down by 26. I think it's going to happen, dude. Yeah. I think it's going to happen for you. Um, Prince is, at, is saying that he's up 30 points. He has Higgins uh, up against Burrow and their kicker. I think he you're pretty much locked in with that W as yeah. well. So, hey, man, that's wish you, wish you guys the best of luck. Yeah, especially with, with the Higgins, having Higgins and him having Burrow, the, your, your opponent. That's one way to offset their yeah. scoring is exactly. if you have their pass catchers. That's happened to me so many times where they have my, my quarterback's pass catchers, and it's just like every touchdown is a net negative two, <laughs> assuming it's a four-point passing touchdown. It's just terrible. And then Hoosier, Hoosier's luck, 89. I won second year in a row. Thanks for all the information. Got you. Got you. Hopefully, uh, a lot of you guys have won your championship this, this year. Um, I'm giving away a bunch of trophies to a bunch of champions. So, you know, we'll talk about that on my Instagram story on Tuesday. Uh, so make sure you tune in there and we'll talk about it, how you can get a trophy for your league, a perpetual trophy that you'll be, you'll be able to pass around from. You know, it's going to be really awkward, Zach, when I get the trophy for our league and I put my name on it first and I'm presenting <laughs> it to myself. Super awkward, <laughs> a little weird. 
Uh, nah, you're it fine. is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. It's All right, fine. guys. My name will be on it then. Don't worry. <laughs> soon enough. Soon enough. Yeah. Uh, if you can get past me. Yeah, assuming uh, Rashad right. Penny doesn't get hurt, DeAndre Swift doesn't get hurt, you know, obviously I wasn't going to rely on Rashad Penny all season. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to go through all the injuries that I had this year? Uh, mm. Do you want me to do it? Huh? I, I don't know. You made more trades than I did. I'm largely stuck with my team. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but, Keenan you know. Allen all year. You know, I just I did just lose Jonathan Taylor. Okay, I lost Trey Lance early. That could have been something. I had to stream my QB two all year long. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. like, let's let's let's. Cool right, it with I'm not excuses, taking okay? away. I'm let's not cool it with away. excuses. I'm not taking it away from you, Perez. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's tough sometimes. It is tough sometimes. All right, guys, take it easy. Have a good one. Uh, we'll see you Happy guys hopefully um, this week. We probably won't have a podcast tomorrow because no waiver show. We're gonna take it a little easy. But we'll probably be back a little later this week. We'll let you guys know. Just keep up with Instagram, and we'll be back. See you later. Bye-bye. Peace. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 